Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. It's the children's bread and every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against our mind that he has sent out against our body. God, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus, and we command healing from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. And I speak to our bodies, and I command restoration. I command our bodies to go back to its normal state, the way God has created our bodies to be in Jesus' name. I come against pain in Jesus' name. I command pain to go. I command stiffness in joints to go. In the name of Jesus, I command every cold virus to leave. In the name of Jesus, every lying symptom that comes with that cold virus to go. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that we walk by faith and not by sight. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And we thank you that on tonight we have all been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I think everybody was looking for a test. But what I'm going to do is we talked about um, how good God is and We did some skits on his goodness, and we did some other skits. So I'm not going to do a test on God being good, but um, I am going to do a test on dealing with sin and what I'm teaching on tonight. So keep that um, before you because we will be having a test. I want to start dealing with sin. I want to talk about sin. I want to talk about transgressions, and then I want to talk about iniquities. So I'm going to go briefly over sin tonight, and then I'm going to go into transgressions. And I believe all of us are going to know how thankful we are for the shedding of Jesus' blood. Amen? We talked about sin. Sin means to miss the mark. When you miss the mark, you're aiming at a target. And normally when you aim at that target and you miss it, people call that sin. What have we missed? When we miss the word of God, when we disobey the word of God, it is sin that's missing the target. We know in Romans 3.23 it says, For all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. For all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. We know it started in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 2.17 when God told them, Do not eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when they eat from that tree, they shall surely die. So we know that God gave a command and God wanted them to obey that command. But in giving that command, God gave them a choice. He gave them a choice of um, 
you know, obeying or not obeying. And we see in Genesis 3, 6, what happened, 3, 6 through 7, we know that Eve ate from that tree. She was deceived. She was um, tempted with what God told her not to do. She ate from the tree. She gave some to Adam. And then we see that they disobeyed God and sin entered the world. So in Genesis 4, I talked about Cain and Abel. And I talked about how um, God told Abel that sin lies at the door and wait for him. Because God knew what Abel was going to do. And he forewarned him. But we know what Abel did. His um, offering was rejected by God. He became very angry. He was jealous over his brother because he was rejected. He killed his brother. And so we know what happened to Cain. I also went um, a little bit further in Genesis 5 when we looked at, um, well, in Genesis 4 also, it talked about um, Cain's um, generation. And we know that he had a grandson through his generation, and he ended up killing somebody as well. So we see how sin was back then. And then I told you about the ungodly line, which was Cain. And then I told you about the godly line, which was Seth when Adam and Eve had another child. So tonight I'm going to um, go into transgress- dre- transgressions, and this is what the meaning of uh, transgressions is. It is to transgress. It is to choose intentionally to disobey. Transgress means to choose to intentionally disobey. That means that when you know not to run a stop sign, and you run it. When you know not to go over the speed limit, and you do it. When you know not to sleep around, and you do it. Anything that you know that's sin, and you intentionally do it, you are a transgressor. Isn't that something? Y'all think about that. When you know what is right, and you choose to do what is wrong, that's transgressing that's coming going against God laws aren't we so thankful tonight because everybody in this room we know you went over the speed limit you can't say you haven't if you go one mile over that speed limit you went over the speed limit and I believe all of us in here are guilty you get on I-40 if they say 70 you go 80 that not right amen all of us in this room have broke the law I want everybody to realize that we have broke the law. We know what the law says and we don't do what the law says. So we broke the law. That's transgressing. That's being a transgressor. When we look in the word of God, go with me to number six, verse one through verse five. This is what the Lord said to Moses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When either a man or woman consecrates an offering to take the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar made from wine nor vinegar made from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice or eat fresh grapes or raisins. All the days of his life, all the days of his separation he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine from seed to skin 
All the days of the vow of his separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. So this was a command that God had given Moses to give unto the people. So when God gave them a command, this is what God wanted them to do. Now, where am I going with this? I'm going to Judges 14. Verse 8 through verse 9. And we're going to look at a man who was a Nazarite. And I just read the command from God what he said they should not do. Judges 14, 8 through 9. After some time when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hands and went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate. But he did not tell them that they had taken the honey out of the carcass of of the lion. See, he was disobeying what God said not to do. He knew what he should not have done, but he did it anyway. How many of us in this room know what we should not be doing? Sometimes we'll tell a quick lie and know we lie. And no, it's not the truth. If somebody asks you a question, I'll give you an example. How do I look today? You know they look toe up from the floor. You say, oh, you look all right. Or somebody asks you about a certain vehicle or certain clothes. you like, oh, how you like this? I like it. And you know you're lying. So back then when God was saying giving you a command, he wanted you to obey that command. So we see here we're talking about um, Solomon, right? Is it Solomon? Samson. We're talking about Samson. And we see how he was being um, disobedient to what God was telling him. Let's look at Judges 16 and 17. Now, this is when he was, you know, sleeping around with a lot of women, but he had one woman in Judges 16 and 17 that he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So what he did, he was, um, I guess he loved this woman so much, he began to tell her what God was telling him not to do and what would happen. And I want everybody to know his strength was not coming from his hair. The hair was showing that he was a Nazarite. God was giving him the power and the might um, by using him back in that day. So we know that he disobeyed God, and y'all know what happened to him by him disobeying God. So where am I going? When we transgress the law, when we go against what God has told us to do, and we know what's right, we are transgressing the law. So we talked about sin. It's missing the mark. It's when God tell us to um, tell us his command and we don't obey the command. But then when you have a transgressor, it's somebody that know what not to do and they do it. Y'all got it? Now we're going to talk about iniquity. But before I go into iniquity, we should be very thankful tonight because of Jesus Christ. Because of what he done for us, knowing that we could not keep the law, knowing that we were going to mess up for past, present, and future sins, 
He wiped it all out. Y'all, we should be so grateful because all of us in here have broke the laws. We cannot say that we haven't, but because we're in him, guess what? We don't get, uh, we don't die. <laughs> Things don't happen to us because we're in him. Iniquity. This is what it means when it comes to iniquity. To commit iniquity is to continue without repentance. Iniquity is where you know what to do and you know it's wrong, but you continue to do it over and over again and you don't even repent about it. It has become so much a part of you, you you're saying it's okay. And I'll give you an example. How many of us in this room, sometimes we get angry and we know we're wrong for getting angry. But then it get to the point that we just think it's okay for us to be angry because somebody has made us angry. So we don't repent for it because we think we're okay because that person has made us that way. Or we keep doing the same thing over and over again, committing adultery, committing fornication, lying, doing all these things, and we get comfortable with it, and we say it's no problem, and we don't repent. That's what iniquity is, is to commit iniquity, is to continue without repentance. You know it's wrong, but you still keep doing it over and over and over again. And let's look at Malachi 2, verse 1. Malachi 2, verse 1 says, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they perform and practice it because it is in their power. It is in their power. It's in their hand. So he said, woe to those who devise iniquity. When you sit there and you meditate on what you know is not right, and then you end up rising up and doing what you know was not right, you are committing iniquity. How many of us in this room know that what we get ready to say or what we get ready to do is not right? And we know it's not right, but we rise up and we do it anyway, and we think it's acceptable. Let's look at 2 Samuel 11, verse 3 through verse 4. 2 Samuel 11, verse 3 through verse 4. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone says, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him and he lied with her, laid with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity and she returned to her house. Look at David. David knew that that woman was married. David knew that that woman didn't belong to him. He knew who she belonged to, but he went into iniquity and he began to do what he wanted to do. Now let's look at 2 Samuel 12 verse 9 and what it says here. 2 Samuel 12 verse 9. And this is what the prophet was saying to David. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. So David knew what was right. He knew, but he did what was wrong. And he repeatedly done what was wrong and did not repent for it. Everybody know when David repent, when Nathan came to him, that's when he repent. But this is what iniquity is. So we looked at sin. Sin is missing the mark. We looked at um, a transgressor. That's one that know what the word is saying, but 
do opposite to what the word is saying. And we know that iniquity is when you repeat the same thing over and over and over again and you think it's right and you don't repent. So there's sin, transgression, and iniquity. So these are all the things that Jesus died for. And being that he died for all of that, guess what, y'all? We have become free. We're no longer in bondage to these things because of the blood of Jesus. So what we need to think about is what he done for us, and it will keep us from doing what we're doing and what we should not do. Jesus knew all of us was going to go past the speed limit. He knew all of us in this room was going to break a law. He knew all of us in this room would become angry. He knew all of us in this room would do things we shouldn't do. So he said, you know what? I'm going to wipe the slate clean. For past, present, and future sins, I'm going to wipe the slate clean. But the closer you get to him, you're not going to want to do these things no more. I know the closer I get to him and get into his word, I can't hold things in my heart. I can't hate people. I can't do what I used to do when I did not accept him. Anybody that said they have accepted Jesus, you won't be holding unforgiveness in your heart. You won't let rebellion rule you. You won't let idolatry rule you. You won't let offense rule you. You will not let these things rule you because you know what Jesus done for you. And then the Holy Spirit will remind you of who you are so you don't have to be a transgressor, so you don't have to be an iniquity, so you don't have to sin. So we need to work on knowing who we are and we won't be falling up under these categories because when you do, I don't know about y'all, you do feel guilty and it beats you up. The enemy come in and it's like an inroad in your life. That's why you have to repent. You have to say, Lord, I repent of my unrighteousness. I acknowledge what I have done, not because of your spirit, but because of the soul, your soulish part of you that's in you. I want to get that out of the way before we go into dealing with our sin nature, because that's going to take a little bit, not too long. But when you break these things down and you begin to minister to people, you won't be beating them up because of what they've done. You'll be ministered to them what Jesus done on their behalf. And then they would be so, um, how can I say it? So willing to accept what Jesus done. Everybody know what they're not doing or what they should be doing. But when you tell them what he done, when you begin to go over all of these things and let them know he took your past, present, and future sins, he knew you were going to transgress the law. He knew that you knowing what was right and you're going to choose to do what's wrong. And all of this is because of that sin nature that's in an unbeliever. So that's what we're going to talk about next is the sin nature. But let me give you this scripture with David. Psalms 51 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Even David knew this. This is where we're going to start um, next Tuesday is dealing with this sin nature. And it will help some unbelievers understand why do I keep doing what I don't want to do. And that's because of the sin nature. And when we accept Jesus, we get a new nature on the inside of us. And we no longer have that sin nature. So let's work on knowing who we are so we won't end up doing things that we should not be doing. Amen. Isn't God good? When we truly know who we are, we know what God has done. 
And when we know what he has done, we won't be doing some of the things that we're doing. And every time I go over this, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful because I think of a transgressor. And I think of how a transgressor know what not to do, but do it anyway. This is why you held accountable when you come into the house of God or when you come before someone and they're giving you the truth. You have knowledge of the truth now. So you're not going to escape because you know what's right and you know what's wrong. So when you stand before God, you can't lie to God because you already knew, right? So this is why we have to be in the word of God, knowing what the word is saying. And this is why we have the Holy Spirit to help us so we won't be in these things. Amen, amen, amen. Do we have um, anything else on tonight? See, that was quick, wasn't it? Do anybody have anything else? I want to say again, I thank everybody for created with purpose. It was a long weekend, but look what God has done. Didn't God do a good work, an awesome work? So we thank God for all of that, and we thank God for what he's doing in Clem because we're going to have some disciples coming from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. People are going to be healed, delivered, and set free, and they're going to know that there is a God. Amen? Amen. Do anybody have any announcements? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you and we will see you next week.